Okay, cool. Fucking kick this boy off. Alright, cue the intro music. I can't beatbox. First episode of the West Loop. I'm your host, Cam. Yep, uh, I'm Kale. Um, I lost all audio there, so I what? didn't hear shit. You didn't hear shit? Okay, well. But I, I think you I caught it, hopefully. Okay, cool. Alrighty. We are the West Loop. Yep, okay, so this is the first episode <laughs> of the West Loop. I, if you didn't get that by now... uh. Fucking roll it back, try it again. I don't know how much more, how many more times we can repeat it now, but uh, this is the first episode of our podcast because that's what I don't know. That's what the uh, bored white boys do these days, and uh, we're just on brand. Uh, I guess where can we start? Where, where does the name come from, Cam? The West Loop. Um. I guess the West Loop to us means just uh, good old days growing up in small town southern Alberta, uh, partaking in a nice drive out west along a loop. Yeah. Driving the loop. Where uh, only legal sub- substances were consumed. And then, um, sure. yeah, we just would hang out and shoot the shit, blast some of our favorite tunes. And yeah, that that was the West Loop catching up with the boys, some good good visits, some good memories, and I guess that's kind of what our hope is with this is is now 2020. We have lost all communications with our people, yep. and now this podcast is hoping to at least give us a space where we can chill and vibe. There you go, vibe out. <laughs> Bob out with the boys. How was that summary? I like it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm wanting out of this too. Yeah, just that's like definitely. I mean, that's everybody's good old days. Is like the that like whether if it's high school or like just post like everybody's college days, right? Like that's basically what we did was just when we were all still living in our little small town Verda. That was like. Yeah. I feel like (laughs) this is gonna sound terrible, but like I feel like. Our high school days were way, way better than our college days. Oh, yeah. I think that was like the, the double edge knife. We peaked in high school, like, man. Oh, we no, peaked no. in high school. <laughs> like, thinking about, like, watching every comedy as a high schooler of, like, post-secondary life. We did not live that whatsoever. We became oh, no. basement-dwelling stoners. Yeah, dude, we became like and, the fucking and little... got out way less than when we did when we were in high school. <laughs> yeah, okay. If that's what you're talking, peak as in like the like size of my social network. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't mean peak as in. Uh, you hit a nerve else, there, but... bro. No. <laughs> no, yeah, <I'm> <laughs> no. I, I, I would not change anything. I, I'm happy where I am at in life. I, I The idea of wanting to go back to high school. I, someone asked me that the other day, actually. It was like, like mm-hmm. would you go, if you could go back to high school, would you? And like, on a social element, for sure, it's like, ah, fuck. It's cool seeing your friends every day. But 
fuck that. Like, well, yeah, I, I'd much rather li- do what I have now and and have like the freedom that I have now. Well, exactly. I mean, it's just so much less control over your day to day. Yeah, you're seeing friends every day. It's because you have to. <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, I guess that's kind of a good like. I don't know. I kind of like that too. Like the West Sleep reflecting on those times too, and like how that's informed where we're at today. Kind of like lessons learned oh, yeah. from that shit for sure there's so much like on so many standpoints of like those times and, and i mean we still drove that loop several years after high school oh when yeah we were back in clarison right like and, and i don't know i just look back on those years of like the music and the and the culture that we were we were into whether it was like tv movies whatever it, it it's shaped me to who I am today and like still like I, I love everything that, that came from that for sure. Yeah, for sure. If it wasn't for those times, I don't think I would be a hip hop fan, if I'm being completely no, honest. Definitely there was not. a time in my life where my hip hop music that I listened to consisted of Eminem. <laughs> yeah. And I'm ashamed of that. Like Eminem and just like weird <laughs> crossover like into club by 50 cent or something like this. yeah i mean yeah there was like those popular songs yeah exactly yeah. but like actually like who i had downloaded on my ipod like it was literally eminem that is true i never thought about that but that, that definitely informed my taste for a long time after those times and i haven't i don't know what it is but like other than like a couple of like the really popular songs i have a tough time going back and listening to him anymore who's that eminem yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I like like the really early like the Slim Shady LP and like Marshall Mathers and stuff, but like, it is so fucking corny. But like at, at that time, he's still speaking, like he's definitely like relaying his experience because he's definitely still shrubbing in those times. And like I still get yeah, no, of like that. some of That's those pretty interesting. But yeah, his newer shit, I can't fucking. I mean, I used to love that. What was it? Relapse album. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. No, some of the like the older stuff like the shake that like will always be a classic for me but like i don't know what it is about his music like it's not easy listening to music like it's just like i don't know like most music i can just like chill out to you cannot chill out to eminem no no i don't know i don't know what it is but plus i also lost a lot of respect over the last few years with his insane like, I don't know. Just calling everyone out kind of is just weird. It's funny. I don't know. But then I love how that he tries to, like, appeal and be like, it's like, he's like conscious rap shit. Like, he's got to do, like, Donald Trump diss tracks and stuff. It's like... Yeah. Oh, man. Which, I mean, sure, I, that's cool. But he's also, like, calling out, like, a lot of young rappers that it's like, dude, you've been dried up and kind of. I, I know there's going to be a lot of haters on this because the oh, fact of the matter is, is he. His albums sell great still. Oh, yeah. People like, love it. He releases anything. It's usually top of the charts. But I don't think he's in a position in his life anymore to call out younger rappers who are, like, doing... Like, he called out Tyler, the creator, <laughs> one of his latest albums. That's funny. I, which, know I, that, I don't but... know. I don't think he's in a position to do that. Like, I don't know. Well, it's just, like, it's again, like, it's just trying to be relevant, right? You got to... Yeah, and I'm sure there's an element of that. But I don't know. I feel like Eminem will always be relevant. Like, he was, like, definitely the the greatest of, of his era. Like, of his time, I think he was number one for sure. 
There's just different. I mean, if you ask anyone right? of that like late '90s, early 2000s, who was the top rapper at that time, or even musician for that matter, I feel like a lot of people are gonna say Eminem. Yeah, for sure. I think he was definitely like culturally huge. I don't know. It's just like one of those things. It's like, what do you mean by best? Because like I remember when I first got into hip hop, I would love like that like techno and shit, like the really technical stuff where they go off really fast, and it's like it's impressive, but. Yeah, it's like musically, that's not really something I want to. I'm interested in. I I honestly appreciate like more like I don't know. I don't know. I'm more interested in the actual words themselves, not how fast you're saying them. Like the, obviously the rhythm's part of it, but it's yeah, bad music. Well, but. and I think that's the element that I find him hard to listen to. Yeah, like, it's just so. I, I agree with you. I don't care how many words you can say. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's about it's about how I interpret it, and when someone is just going like talking like a gerbil and talking super fast like it's like i don't know yeah i, don't know. I not, mean part of it is you do anymore. pick up on it more rap you listen to i remember there's lots of fast rappers that i just couldn't understand and then i was able to the more i listened to that kind of music but yeah totally i mean there's still like so many artists where in, in, in hip-hop that like you don't fully understand what they're saying and and to the average person they probably would be in the same position i am right now like how can you listen to it I remember the first time I showed my girlfriend Danny Brown and she looked at me and she was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm like, it's, it's great. That's what, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, I love old Danny though. Honestly, it's oh, kind yeah. of similar to like, um, to like extreme metal shit. Like I got into like heavy music and then you kind of hit it to a point. It's just like, okay, yeah, you're playing really hard and fast, but it's like not really that enjoyable to listen to <laughs> like yeah and i find the ones that i've gone back to over the even the last year i've gone back to a lot of my old stuff that i listened to just because i don't know i think 2020 i've gone through a bit of a nostalgia phase and um the ones i go back to are the ones that like i can clearly kind of sing along to i know the words it's not just like screaming nonsense where you don't you don't know what what's really even being said. Yeah. But yeah, no, for sure, it's some good old music. Yeah, a little music tangent there, I guess. But <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's basically that kind of bullshit is basically what we're going for with this show. It's just kind of yeah, getting together, shooting the shit. Yeah. And talking about anything, though, for that matter, like, I mean, there'll be times where people might look at this as like a political standpoint because we're very opinionated and, and we're not afraid to vocalize our opinions when it comes to that stuff. So we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes I am afraid. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, for some reason, I want to think that me having this microphone in front of my face is going to remove that element of being me being afraid. But for, I also don't know why that is, because if anything, you'd think that would make you more afraid because you're putting it out there to the public. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I also don't care what people think like about me when it comes to like my political views. Well, no, it doesn't that's, really bother me. That's kind of why we're leaning into the Berta boy shit so hard is because we're not like kind of. I mean, in many ways, we are in the sense that we grew up in a small town. We just like, raged and partied like every fucking small town Berta boy. But then, like, I don't know, we break from the like stereotype in enough ways that it leads to some interesting experiences living in the heart of fucking Texas of Canada, as 
I don't know. Lots of people describe it. It's interesting living here and not really. Yeah, we definitely don't that. align with the, the political view here. So. I mean, we've been blessed enough that in uh, in our age of voting that we were able to get a government into power that hadn't been in power in this province in 30 years. But sadly, that, that didn't last long. No, yeah. Well, I don't think I think they had nobody else had been in for like 40 some years. But. Was it 40? I thought it was 30, but yeah, I, I could see 40. Yeah. And it could be that again. We'll I see. don't know. Yeah, there's some I feel like this is a really good out. transitional period to uh Yeah, well that's the thing is like uh, while we're talking about the structure of the podcast and stuff, that is one segment that we want to do is just what's the, kind of the dumbest Berta shit you've seen that week or the dumbest Burton of the week, something like that, just because it's fun. People watching, prime people watching, as one of my buddies would say, living here. But we didn't have a lot of like prep time to really think about it or look for something crazy. So we're going with the easy answer. Who's who's our dumbest Burton of the week uh, this week, Cam? It is uh, the one, the only, Jason Kenny. <laughs> or Bobandy himself, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this. Like, we could go off for a while, but... Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, like, lots of feelings about I him, think if we're keeping what did this he do on this track, week yeah <laughs> yeah this week so for all of those people who don't know we are in a pandemic right now oh C- coronavirus <laughs> is taking over the planet it's infecting your children you know and um so to put into i don't know just like to make it everyone clear to understand who's viewing that doesn't know Alberta or whatever. Not that that probably is happening, but <laughs> um, we um, we're not doing too good right now. We, the last month has kind of hit a pretty bad term. Uh, day after day, we're Decline. breaking daily records of uh, COVID cases and. Everywhere around us, all of our provinces have come in with pretty strict measurements, uh, mandatory maskings, and then you have good old Jason Kenny, who in his statement this week has talked about how he regrets ever putting policies like he did earlier in the year that prevented um, companies from flourishing and whatnot like i can't remember exactly what he said there but it was ridiculous he, he basically just said that he regrets what happened earlier this year yeah i know and oh. yeah i don't even know where to and begin I like, it's just like he, like he said he regrets putting any restrictions that. in yeah like i didn't know how to take that like that's absurd like it was already like not enough i don't know like and I, i'm not I'm honestly like, here's where I get nuanced is that like just doing lockdowns isn't really enough because like, it's kind of not an option for a lot of people. A lot of people have to go to work and like, that's the reality of the situation. But this weird half-assed straddling the line shit is like just not working for anybody. The economy is still in shambles and our cases are like skyrocketing. So it's just like, well, and I've seen like, even for Alberta, the, the very, in my opinion, minimal restrictions that they did put through this second time. And I get it. People are people are tired. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, and, and it's something I've seen in a bit of Alberta coverage, it's, it's like 
if you're upset about what what Alberta put through, like you're the problem. Yeah. And, and well, you know actually. what? I'm not gonna sit here and preach that I haven't allowed people into my home during this pandemic. I have. Yeah, I've been shitty. And I'm like... a very lucky individual that throughout this summer did not cause. I didn't have a ridiculous amount of people, but I'm not gonna lie. I had an outdoor like a backyard at, mm-hmm. like event with probably maybe 15 people at the most but it's just it's just ridiculous to me that we're sitting here and i don't know i just feel like this man is defending all these naysayers when it comes to this this pandemic and when it comes to our freedoms like it's just a weird buzzword right like i don't know He's just signaling. It's like, that's the thing. He's got to pander to his base because, I mean, a lot of people don't want to hear it, but that is like where a lot of like the wacky kind of conspiracy, like conspiracy stuff resides is in that like wild rose part of the, the UCP party. And totally, so, like, yeah. Yeah, he's got it. He's like, he's, he's in a, I honestly, it's like kind of funny to watch. He's in a tough political spot. He's got to try to like pander to these people who think that it's all a hoax and that we're putting masks on people first and then everybody has to wear a burqa and like i don't know (laughs) like it's just like the most insane shit but then he also has to like there's like the side of that conservative party that's just in it to make a shit ton of money and they still at least like understand that like hey uh you can't have an economy if everybody's dying of a pandemic disease (laughs) yeah so he's like trying to like play to both sides and it's just melting down well, I guess this that's an, in, an interesting perspective to take it to because, like, this is the first time that we've seen UCP, right? So we've it's the first time we've mm-hmm. seen two right-side parties, one further right than the other, have to try and, and essentially come up with policies and procedures that appease both of them, yeah, right? Yeah, like consensus, right? So, so we, you're right. Like, I, I get it. I mean, the, the latest post today is about how he believes so anyways in the tuesday i think tuesday uh yeah yeah press conference or whatever they they did not make mandatory masking no i think we are the only province in canada that has not mandated masking throughout the province i believe they went in with areas in certain population which by the way those cities have already yeah we already have a bylaw mandated or <laughs> put bylaws in and then those in severe watch which i think is exceeding i want to say yeah, it's they have some 50 kind of grading cases system or something yeah but today he he states that he feared severe backlash if he was to put uh a mandate on masking that would essentially result in more issues of people not masking because he put in a masking law, which I don't know. I know throughout this podcast, we're going to talk about where we stand with the, where the world is now. And, and I know one of the heavily things is, is how, I don't know, just like how we've talked about in the past about how, the left is getting so far left, they're being right and restricting what people can and can't say. And so there's an element when we sit there and talk about that, that I'm like, can I harp on these anti-maskers for protesting safely? I disagree when they protest and they, like I've seen some big thing in Calgary's posts where like a group of a hundred of them went into Chinook Mall. 
That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, what is that doing? I That's only, putting like, everyone at risk and danger. I mean, if you're going to do it safely outside, you're going to pick it on an area, whatever. I mean, you're, you're amongst the group of your people anyway, so you're agreeing not to be masked. Have at her. But, like, I don't know. I just don't understand how we can allow these people to do that but then at the same time i'm like am i a hypocrite in saying that when i'm trying to defend people to have their freedom to say what they want to say you know what i mean no that it is a really sticky thing man i i don't that's why i'm like hesitant to talk about this shit with a lot of people because i don't even really know where i like stand on a lot of it because yeah what's the end game like i don't want people getting thrown in jail or like getting fined horribly well and and that's it. the thing, right? Like, what is that accomplishing? Like, they're not finding people anyways. Here in Lethbridge. Um, well, half the cops don't even A group of, I think it was 50 of them, walked into City Hall during a town council meeting. We had a bylaw passed at that time, if, I, if I'm correct. And no, fines were handed out. Mm. And so, like, there's an element that I think infuriates me. But I think my, the reason it infuriates me is not for the standing issue of them not wearing masks. It infuriates me that, and this is a whole other side discussion that we'll talk about in another podcast. But it infuriates me that town council is more focused on bylaws by finding in different areas that actually are saving people mm-hmm. than areas where it's putting people at harm. Yeah, so no like doubt. not wearing a mask is potentially putting people at harm and then this other area what which i'll I'll just say is a safe consumption site for example yeah is saving people and they that bylaw they're focused on so that's kind of where i just have an issue at that and we won't get into that that'll be a i I could talk about that for hours about that but yeah for sure it is weird that because like the whole bylaw thing is super interesting too because i through watching those i actually understood bylaws like bylaws are weird man you can't just get fined for a bylaw you have to get a initial warning so like if you were to refuse to wear your mask they would have to warn you that hey you aren't wearing a mask we're giving you a warning we're gonna keep an eye on you and if you continue to have this behavior then you're gonna get fined Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure how it works is like then 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 if you fail to do that again, you can get fined. Now this might be different on different levels of like what the bylaw is. I I am not a bylaw expert by I'm not, any means, yeah, I but have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I think ultimately, uh, without even going into the bylaw standpoint, it's just, it's wear a fucking mask, people like. How hard is it? That's the thing that really like, gets me is that it's just not that big of a deal to put a piece of cloth over your face. Like, at the same time as like sometimes it gets annoying, people like screaming at people to wear one. Like, yeah, that can get annoying. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's not that hard to just take a simple like <laughs> public health yeah, safety step. I like, went through a phase during this pandemic where I was quite frustrated, and 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 not and definitely. Uh, I could be in the wrong in this and I'm fine if, if people don't agree with me, but I feel like the measurements of like arrows in the aisles was an interesting thing and, and I'm fine with it. I mean, it's pretty damn easy to follow. 
And I got really frustrated when I'd go to the grocery store and people just blatantly would yeah, refuse to follow it. And, and that's fine. But then I kept noticing it and it wasn't, it was interesting. It was like, it was like nine times out of 10 when I'm there, it's elderly population just walking around aimlessly in the fucking grocery store. And there was an element that's just like this, these restrictions are put in to save you. Yeah, you're, I know, right? you're the population that, that could potentially just croak from this illness. Right. Yeah. Like it's like, so it's like when you see that, it's just like, why? <laughs> what? Like, I don't know. So, yeah, it was so surreal. That's pretty much how it is at, like, the uh, grocery stores and shit I've been to, too. It's that or, like... I, I think I, I think everyone has a piece to say on it because it's, it's so new for us. We, in, in this... Like, I know that in, the, in history, this has happened. But for our modern lifestyles this has not happened on any no any closeness to the severity on what we're going through so it's it's all new it's like anything that happens it's new it's like there's mistakes that happen there are people that disagree with it there's people that agree with it right like and unfortunately now we're coming on a fucking year of this shit but yeah i know (laughs) it is absurd well i don't know it's interesting just how like everything gets turned into like a weird culture war issue about how like yeah i identify as this why so i have this opinion about this thing and like whether i'm a conservative guy or i'm a liberal guy then like all your opinions are dictated by which facebook posts you see and it's just like it's really frustrating that even something as simple as like hey there's like a virus that's new that we're studying like why i don't know i don't understand why that can't just be like why that gets turned into yeah. this dumb issue as well rather than just everybody like learning something new about it and then adjusting <laughs> our habits accordingly it's so fucking frustrating but... this is a little side note i discovered this last night while i while i was working uh, it's for a side piece but i think it's a cool topic yeah in 1962 there was an epidemic uh on the east coast of africa um that caused a couple villages and the main symptom of this disease or illness was uncontrollable laughter oh weird it caused schools to close yeah i was like what this is interesting must be some weird like neurological thing yeah 1962 there was like other symptoms but like that was like the main symptom (laughs) is people just couldn't laugh i couldn't stop laughing joker disease like how awful would that be? <laughs> that sounds terrible. Just like laugh yourself to like hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like what you mean, like a Joker disease. Like I can't imagine that. Like that'd be awful. Yeah, that sounds shitty. I mean, there is a light at the end of the tunnel with this, though. It's sounding like I mean, the federal government has announced that they're eyeing a January twenty twenty one as. 2021 as a start date for when people can start potentially receiving mm-hmm. vaccines. Um, well, fuck, I was reading an article the other day, though, about how, like, we did have a pharmaceutical company that was, like, a crown corporation that was, like, owned by the government that would have had the capacity to just manufacture the vaccines for us. But, like, they privatized it years ago or some shit, and it's like, they can't do it now. So now we got to wait for it to come from somewhere else. Yeah, it's going to be a while. And... That was the other thing Kenny apparently was talking about is he's worried that 
Trudeau isn't putting through enough demand and orders for the population. And he feels as though... I think this is going to be a whole other side point to this, though, is we have a vaccine. They are starting to ship them out. But, like, realistically, what is the percentage of our population that are even going to be okay with the vaccine? I know. And at what point do we realistically, like, what point do we need to, like, what percentage do we need to, before the vaccine really makes a lot of, I don't know. We're we're never going to know until we do it. That's the thing. Like, I mean, realistically, I get the vaccine. I'm protecting myself, even to those who don't have vaccines, technically. I mean, that 90% of what they're saying this current vaccine is at, I feel like it, it's at a higher risk, obviously, if you're surrounding yourselves with people who aren't vaccinated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, probably. I don't. I really don't understand, like, immunology or anything, so, but. Yeah, me neither. But I, I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm curious at one point and to what extent can you mandate something like this. I've seen a really interesting post, and I think it was deemed not fully true in the end, but it is an interesting topic nonetheless, is Ticketmaster was looking at potentially for future concerts having people have a record to show that they were vaccinated oh, with yeah, the COVID-19 yeah. vaccination. I heard about that. Before yeah. they're allowed to go to concerts. And you know what? I... I know that, that that's crazy. And I seen this post and it was from someone on my Instagram. And I'm not going to say names or anything. But yeah, yeah. the post said it was a screenshot of the news article. And, and it said, does anyone else think this is fucking crazy? So immediately right off the bat, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, uh. I mean, I guess it, it's crazy. If it was anything else than an area where you're going to put thousands of people in an enclosed space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's crazy. Like, I don't think, say, for example, any restaurant should be able to say that. I mean, you could argue that they could. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like, when you have someone like – a place like McEwen Hall, man. Yeah, I I know, right? McEwen Hall – that place would be a cesspool for disease if someone came into that place. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were at shows, concerts at that place where it's wall to wall. It is a cube or rectangle of cement completely yeah. enclosed. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it – I don't know. I think it only just I gets don't... weird is, is like you're right that it's crazy to imagine like so to get something injected in your body is mandatory. But I think the only reason that's crazy is because it's like – of like different power dynamics like i don't know if if we lived in like a perfect world where you could like try like if everybody was just like kind of like harmonized and you knew that the government and like all these companies had your best interests at heart it would be like yeah that makes complete sense absolutely that just like makes public health sense to do that because mm-hmm. it will stop the spread it's just because yeah pe- the, the trust of those institutions has just been like destroyed in people that's the only reason you get all these like wacky like that's the only reason and it feels crazy element, right like, like I understand. I, I, I talked about this with a few people. It's like, okay, Russia comes out with this vaccine. I get it why people would be hesitant to take it. But at the same time, we have companies and and like sectors in this country 
that would make sure that if they're approving this Russian vaccine to co- go across the country to people, it's not going to be crazy. Well, like, so yeah, well, that's why we have Health Canada. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I don't know. I yeah, it's interesting. I I, I want to get back to live music, man. It's probably yeah, one of the that's, top that's things the I'm missing. Thing. So much during this, like. I'm on a streak of probably the longest I've gone without a concert. Like it's been a year. Yeah. It's been a year. It was it was almost a year ago that you and me and the girls were at fucking City in Color, man. Like that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, man. And look at where we're at. Yeah, well there was one like a like maybe just a month ago. There was like a live local band playing and I thought about it, but then I was just like, mm, maybe not and then the day of it got cancelled. <laughs> I was just like, okay, okay. Well and I've been seeing like I don't know, man. Like, and I, again, this is where it bothers me. It's like I've been seeing on a few of the, I don't know, people I know that are DJs that live in Calgary. Man, I've been seeing they're playing, they're they're doing shows in clubs. Yeah, yeah. And like the crowds aren't insane. It looks like they're somewhat trying to socially distance, but to my understanding, the club dancing on a dance floor is banned. Yeah. I mean, it's not happening here really at all in Lethbridge, as far as I know. I'm sure, I'm sure some places have gotten away with it, but and I I know a friend of ours has played live shows, but there's been like a huge protective factors been put into that. Like yeah, yeah, like they had to play like behind like screens cube. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing, that, the thing that gets me, and it's just like because that stuff's still happening, that's why it doesn't feel very urgent to people doesn't really feel like an emergency if you can still go to the bar and like old dance and like do whatever like as much as i'm like kind of like i don't know i mean i went and filled a growler at the local brewing company last night and it was just like i'm glad that i could do that but i probably shouldn't be able to do this like yeah no you're right like but and i think back to talking about what we've been talking about jason kenny i think seeing a post like that is just upsetting Mm -hmm. if you're regretting what you did then how are you expecting the, the naysayers to agree with what you're doing now yeah they aren't doing what they're doing now anyways right so it's well, just like yeah. if you're gonna say oh i regret what i did in march april may june then like why why say that when you're trying to put in further restrictions now and i know it's not quite near to the extent to what it was before but I'm, I'm not ruling out that we're going to get there again. I don't think these policies and procedures that they've put in will prevent much. No, of course not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, well, the, I don't know. Somebody, I, it was like, I think it was on another podcast, so I hate to just parrot shit after I just made fun of people for doing that. But, like, like from what I can understand, that the only way to, like, get this to stop is for everybody to just stay home for a while. Well, and that's kind of what I thought would have been the best thing. You have Christmas coming up. And you yeah. know what? The fact of the matter is families are going to get together. And there's an element that if you're keeping it small and it's just you and your kids and like, then you know what? Have Christmas. I think it's important that we have Christmas, especially after this fucking shit show of a year. Mm-hmm. But you have a good month right now before Christmas. Let's shut the whole province down. Well, yeah. If you can work home, you work from home. Close the schools down. Christmas break starts early. And then now we have like that good four-week period, which is like essentially two solid 
quarantine 14 day quarantine yeah. periods in between now and and the new year and we can hopefully lighten up a little bit like we don't have to completely be shut down they can look at opening schools maybe like that k to seven grade because mm-hmm. i think it's so important like if there's one area that i would defend to anyone like is the importance yeah. of k early education yeah, in person for sure. these kids are gonna be fucked if we don't allow them to go to school man like yeah there, there's going to be a, a term in a couple years from now called COVID kids because they're going to be kids that just were <laughs> not prepped socialized for, on, like, for school, right? Like, it's going to be important, right? So yeah. that's one area that I would defend to the end is, is that. But I, I think they should have done that. And I still think that, unfortunately, now it's just going to be delayed and it probably will end up happening again. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen, man. Like, because it's just like, it's essentially they just delay, delay. Like, they just don't want to shut things down. Like, that's pretty apparent. Like, they just. Yeah, and I, I get it on the economy standpoint, but this is the part really that, like... like, like, I don't know. It's a, if we did it for a month and we got the cases down, then there's there's areas where you can lighten up a bit. I mean,. No matter what, we're fucked in the sense of how much money we're throwing out right now. Like, the economy is going to be in the shitter yeah. for a good chunk of time to recover nice from shock, this. Right? Yeah, well, that's the thing. But that's, like, that's only if you're thinking within the, like, kind of, like, neoliberal framework of, like, what's possible. Like, this whole idea that, like, because really, it just makes sense to just, like, okay, everybody needs to stay home. And, but that's the thing. Not everybody can work from home. So many jobs are, like, keeping the service economy kind of going. So, okay, if those are essential workers then like just truly do only essential workers and then all the other jobs that people can't work from home if they're shut down like restaurants and stuff pay people fucking money like literally pay people to stay home like that, i think that's the only way out of this is to just pay people to sit at home yeah. for a while until it like quells the spread and then but that's just like they can't do that because then that kind of like oh psych like oh uh, that whole thing you have to have a job like oh like they kind of lose that incentive well, right? and there's so many issues there right like i mean even narrowing down what essential what is essential that's a huge thing i had well, an like interesting food conversation back when <laughs> like like there's it's it's not though like and and i don't care what people say on this like there's there's more things liquor stores they're essential services oh yeah just obviously no because yeah because you can't you're gonna have going DTs, a whole pandemic yeah. on its own of yeah. alcoholics that are gonna start having fucking seizures and dropping dead when you close the liquor store no, yeah like, that's what i mean by right? essential yeah like for sure and i mean honestly as much so as like I, and then 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 that's just gonna further you know i i agree i 100 percent agree i think that's a great strategy and it would help but i just i don't know i just think that there's gonna be it would be so complicated. It would be, and, but like that's the thing. Unfortunately, I don't think the person in charge would would ever be on board to do something like that. Well, no, it'd be really unpopular until you got people through it, and then like showed, oh, this could have been so much worse. Look around you, kind of thing, right? Like that's the thing. You got to take political risks, and like I don't mm. know. It's just like not that I want to talk about blessing in disguises regarding COVID nineteen. And I don't want it to come off harshly like that. But do you think, given how he's handled this crisis, that this um, potentially fucked Kenny for re-election? I don't know. Albertans have the memory of goldfish. So by the time the next election goes <laughs> around, I don't know. Like, Sorry, but like, myself included. But, like, yeah. 
Like, I mean, yeah. He had like a 40-year dynasty of austerity that kind of ran the province into the ground. And then switched it up for four years and then, oh, just went right back to it. Like, this is like... Yeah. It's, I don't well, know. I think that's what's going to be tough, too, is, is now that Rachel's announced that she's running for re-election in 2023, there's an element that I don't think Rachel got what she deserved. I don't think she had a timeline to do anything possible when you come into a province that's been no. in power for 40 years. Like, it's ridiculous to think that anyone could accomplish anything in four years. And I also don't think that she didn't do shit all. Like, she did a, a decent amount of stuff, right? So it's like, I don't I'm. I think I struggle too with the, I, the only part I struggle is, is that it, it's her. And, and I, I, as much as I'm on board with that, are these people that just voted well, they've just had UCP going to like be willing years. to hire her back? Or, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, they've just spent eight years having every, like, just, like, basically, she's been the villain for, like, the last eight years for them. So I don't know if you can overcome that. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I, don't, I don't really have enough, like, formed thoughts to, like, argue a point. But, like, I don't know. Like, I think definitely the NDP kind of just like tried too hard to play both sides. It's almost the same with Ken same as thing with Kenny. It's just, you can't play both sides because then it just all falls apart. Like they needed to be more decisive one way or the other, be the oil party or make the green transition, be one or the other kind of thing. But that's kind of like besides the point now. But. Yeah. I think it's tough though, on an NDP standpoint, knowing that you're in a province like Alberta though. Yeah, like I get cool. the idea that you ought to appease both sides. I think sides. they should have like, gone in there with the idea. Like you have these four years, you're not going to get reelected. Because it's Alberta. Like, like yeah. I, I think by trying no, to play I, both I sides and, like, try to get reelected, I think that was, like, I think that was a terrible strategy because, like, you just kind of got... It was because the, like, progressive conservatives were imploding. That's why it was such a radical change-up because then that right-wing vote was, like, fractured between, like, the Wild Rose and all over the place, like... And now yeah. they've kind of rallied the troops. Like, that opportunity was kind of, like, one-done kind of thing. And and then that's when it gets into subjective stuff is did they hand did they handle that opportunity well or not and i don't really have a formed enough opinion on that to get into that but that's kind of how i think of it yeah it's yeah no it's it's tough i i'd like to see a, a change and i mean 2023 is a long time away so in some ways the longer it takes hopefully the more chance kenny has time to fuck up and mm -hmm. do something stupid but the fact of the matter is, is and this is the what i was kind of transitioned to is um it doesn't really matter there's enough shit about this guy out there i just yeah. read oh, something yeah. today and i i knew about this stuff actually but um it was a covid related post yeah here we go so it Kenny, one of the quotes from Kenny's thing was, I didn't get into public life to restrict how people live their lives, was yeah. one of the segments that he said during that. And then it takes to an article, and and I don't know what year it is, but uh, gays can marry, but not each other. Calgary <laughs> MP Jason Kenny says discrimination is okay. Conservative MP Jason Kenney says it's okay for gays and lesbians to get married, providing um, that they marry opposite sex. Oh, yeah, just not each other. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen um, that headline before. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, Ke Kenny also says it's okay to discriminate against homosexuals because not everybody has to be treated the same under the Charter of Rights. Oh, 
that charter that he keeps bringing up. And that's another thing I don't understand. He's like, are you like, how does this little Wexit boys feel about that? Like, they don't like Canada, I thought. Didn't they want to leave? Did they give a shit about the Canadian Charter of Rights? I mean, I don't really give a shit about the Canadian Charter of Rights, but... <laughs> also, we can't like... ignore uh, or or leave out the whole Venezuela thing. I, I thought That's that was hilarious fucking to me, hilarious. Man. It like, definitely provides obviously... for comedic value. He's I hope like... in the next um, provincial uh, announcement thing... I hope they bring her on. I would love to hear from this Venezuelan lady that works in a mall in Calgary and hear about how she went to Jason Kenny crying. Because I call bullshit on that story. There's no fucking way in hell that that happened. Yeah. Well, it's just like he's obviously like Jason Kenny hangs out in all the same Facebook groups that your weird uncle does. Not you specifically, but like. Every Albertan has that weird yeah. uncle that has insane yeah. fucking theories or grandpa or whatever, right? So, like, he's in all those same groups. I don't know. I, I What I don't know, I think he might be a true believer. I never know if he's, like, just playing that crowd because he knows it's effective or if he's, like, buying the shit he's selling. I, I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> like, and what I don't buy is if you are at the mall and good old Jason's walking by are you going to recognize him more than thinking it's fucking Randy from trailer park boys? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think so. Well, I just want to know. I'm like, thinking it's <laughs> think of what your average, like Venezuelan refugee. Yeah. Are they going to be paying <laughs> enough attention to local politics to know who the fuck Jason King? <laughs> Probably yeah, not. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't buy that story. No, at it's all. definitely like, Oh, that happened. <laughs> and even if he was recognized to cry, like, I don't know. I, <sighs> And it's it's unfortunate because now I mean I shouldn't say it's unfortunate I I don't like the guy, um, but I don't know I don't think I'm gonna buy anything that comes out of this guy's mouth. No, and obviously, and that is unfortunate when it comes to me being an Albertan, right? It is like mm-hmm. I I want to be able to somewhat trust my uh, person representing this province, and bah, I don't I don't trust them whatsoever. They're all crooked. <laughs> yeah. well no there is an element like i mean it, i i've always looked at politics and stuff as the best of the worst right like, yeah yeah especially on a the shiniest of two turns yeah, well sure. i shouldn't say that i know there's a best when it comes to a federal standpoint that'll be another podcast as well <laughs> okay but um yeah i don't know i don't know where to end this with kenny like it's, it's going to be an ever-revolving story that we're going to talk about on this podcast. I mean, we might and not I have explained tr- it that well, but sorry. I don't know. Just, like, the fact that, yeah, like, just rising case numbers. Like, to sum it up, what is it? Like, we got rising case numbers. We got fucking imposing new restrictions that BC just did, like, not that long ago. And we know it didn't work. And then, like, and a failing tracking app that is, like, basically we don't have enough data to figure anything out now. Like, I don't know. It's just like and, all and around. A isn't there also a federal app that Alberta has refused to actually offer to its people yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we don't want to integrate with that. And I don't know what the reasoning behind that is, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we a lot I, of our tax money went to that fucking Alberta app. So. And, and now they're saying too that they're not going to contact you. If you um, are positive to talk about your track record, it's all going to be through text message. They're too backlogged. Yeah. Well, they're just like abandoning. That's scary, man. That's that's scary because 
I don't know, man. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is people are going out with symptoms. Yep. I don't. Or I want to believe and hope when they're 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 staying in once they have a confirmed positive case. But I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. It's such a fucking shit show when it comes to this topic, man. I just. Yeah, dude. I've lost a lot of faith in our people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not that I had a whole lot before, but yeah, for sure. And so yeah, to sum it up, that's why he's our dumbest Burton of the week for sure. Yeah, and and honestly, he might be our dumbest Burton of the week for a long time. For a while, we'll yeah. try and cover others. We'll track it. Uh, <laughs> but it, we'll always end up back at this guy. <laughs> transitioning away from uh, Jason Kenny being a No, I wasn't transitioning anything away from Jason Kenny. I was oh, just okay. wanting to talk about how uh our goal. So, by the way, we 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 have a Twitter page. It's uh at the West Loop. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um we're going to throw up some good shit on that, some memes, some tweets about politics, you name it, whatever we want to talk about. But our goal for our, our Twitter page is to get banned by Jason Kenny. Yeah. I'm excited for this. I I don't think it's going to be that difficult, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, just a tweet at him lots, I guess, yeah. Yeah, we'll tweet at him. Um, we'll definitely, I don't know, we'll point fun at, at uh, the old Randy comparisons for sure. Yeah, whoever it is, because, I don't know, on Reddit, on R Alberta. There keeps coming up these like ones of Randy being edited in as like news stories, but it's like Jason Kenny and they're killing me, man. Oh, Whoever's yeah. out there doing that, that dancing is... one, man. Oh god, that killed me. <laughs> the one where he <laughs> just dancing in the parking lot. Yeah. 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 Oh no, that's yeah. that's gold. So uh, yeah, go follow us at uh, the West Loop on uh, on uh, Twitter. And then our Instagram, we're going to be doing a little meme page thing as well. Some shameless plugs here. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe that page is called Bird of Boy Banter? Bird of Boy's Banter? One or the other, yeah. Um... Which is kind of going to be like a side piece like we had kind of touched on at the beginning of the podcast is we are Berta boys and we talk a lot. And it, it was a name that we had definitely thought about for the cast, but... I think we wanted to be somewhat taken a little bit serious at times and we're going to delve into some serious topics and we maybe thought that that name was a bit too on the, I don't know, silly side of things. (laughs) And so at least with the Instagram page, which will be probably primarily a meme page by the sounds of it. um, Oh yeah. That's where, that's where we're throwing all all seriousness out the window and we're just having fun with that page. So bird of boy banter on that one. Yeah. I don't know where, where are we transitioning next here? Um, I guess that's pretty much it. Like, I guess we got a good, uh, I mean, I guess we can talk about some of the segments we see going forward Mm -hmm. with the cast. We've kind of sat and developed a few ideas. Uh, me and Kale are both born in the year 1993. Full 93. And, um, yeah, we just wanted to talk about that at times. So we we developed a segment that we're going to call 93 to Infinity. 
And in that segment, we'll just kind of cover up things that happened in the past, whether it was in 1993 or just of note on that date that we filmed the podcast or week of the podcast or even month. Yeah, or just talk that. about some nostalgia shit, honestly. Like, Yeah, that's the biggest thing. We've known each other for a long time. And so it's less so our personal experiences, but like shared experiences of like, whether it's like pop culture things or events that we've lived through kind of thing, just kind of. Yeah. Looking back on everything, marching from 93 through to infinity. Because that's... I love it. We're going to live from 93 to infinity. I'm never going to die. Yeah. Yeah. To infinity and beyond. Right? <laughs> um, and then, uh, what else do we got under that area? I think that, I mean, that's like one of our finalized ones. We've talked about a few other things that we might bring to the podcast. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so, it's like the most brutal shit of the week, basically. There's always crazy stuff happening in this province. I don't know. It's it's strange. It's it's We're so, like, we've been so, like, culturally colonized by America. I don't know. Like, it's like we think we, like, uh, as much as I hate how much that, like, Texas of Canada simplifies things, it's definitely, like, a lot of the mentality of a lot of people around here. So you see some wild shit, and it's pretty fun. <laughs> If it wasn't so well, I, I think in some ways that's been at an all-time high over the last couple of years too, just at, at what Donald Trump had caused in America, right? I mean, the fact that you had, in my opinion, and, and I'm probably wrong, but I would say you had more supporters, more Trump supporters in this province than you did <laughs> NDP supporters it seemed like at at some points like I had seen multiple posts multiple people I even knew that would like would go out of their way to defend and support Donald Trump who by the way is an American president has nothing to fucking do with this country like I know a lot of their politics being that we're a boarding country affect us and so it does make us interested in that we also for whatever reason have a pretty failed um production when it comes to canada and our tv that we literally have mostly smothered american media on all of our tvs and so there's an element i understand that we're we're kind of almost forced into it especially those who still for whatever reason pay for cable television (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know well it's that and also like the online shit too like that's how all these things get framed all those facebook groups i was talking about that are like the crazy right-wing shit there you even get your like mm. kind of wine mom lib shit. It's all the same groups. It's all like the same like American right wingers sharing memes, and then like the same like kind of media people on the left, on the left uh, with quotation marks sharing the same stuff. So it's like yeah, it's like we very much absorb all of the same cultural signifiers, even if they make no sense in a Canadian context, like gun control and yeah. stuff. It's just like we we already have it. Like what are you worried about? Like no, I I know yeah. I, I don't get it. And I think that's where people, I think that shows an element where you understand where people, their capability of understanding politics in some ways is it's when they're worried about things that we as Canadians don't really need to be worried about. Yeah, they're, they're too involved with the Facebook posts and, and the fake news and, and Fox news and shit like that. Yeah, like, it's just like, you, you know where they're getting their information from and, I, I mean that I'm yeah, sure we'll talk about that about the line news media but like it, yeah it's it's for the wrong reasons <laughs> oh yeah no I mean you can't believe anything anymore it seems like these days and that and that's understandable especially on Facebook yeah no shit <laughs> but, right? 
Yeah, no. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Like, decent, decent one. I mean, that's kind of like a, a good taste of what it's going to be like. We're going to rant about hip hop and go off some tangent for the first 15 minutes, and then we'll get to the meat of it. But. <laughs> Totally. And, and, we're, and we're really looking forward to having special podcasts too, where we're going to bring on maybe some of our friends. Um, we would love to get to an area where we can bring on special guests and, to- and talk, talk about topics. Cause I mean, I think we've said it a few times, especially UK, like we're not experts when it comes to a majority of the things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it would be great to have episodes where we're, we're able to bring people that kind of are and that we can, talk about that because i i would love that i mean i'm very opinionated person and and i definitely have my areas that i'm my interests lie that i feel educated on but i'm not an expert and and it's always good to have those opinions that um are more informed for sure yeah i mean i just i like to think i know a little bit about a lot of shit but i like to hear people go into depth when they like really know the ins and outs of something so But yeah, we're gonna we'll have a YouTube page, same name, West Loop, Twitch, same name. We, we got a lot of ideas. We would love to get to an area where maybe we do some live podcasts and can feature some of you guys as well as posting some YouTube videos. We have some segments already in the plans and works that we want to get to. That's the thing. It's beyond a podcast. We're kind of like just wanting to like build a space like for people to like make art and post shit and just think about things and talk about things and almost to move away from that kind of like adversarial culture war perspective like just kind of totally make a spot where albertans that don't feel like they fall onto either side of that thing kind of can come hang out and yeah do some cool no. shit watch some dumb shit we're gonna make stuff and throw it on these on these platforms so Let's create yeah. a community, guys. Let's do it up. And yeah, with that, we will have a Discord page that we'll probably link on our Twitter page here soon. Mm-hmm. That by all means will have a what 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 page is that called? What? Like where everyone can chill. The lounge is that Twitter what that is? Page? No, oh, that's I think that was one of the default ones. But we'll have a page where everyone has access to, and we can just create open conversations. Maybe we start a meme page on there. Yeah, for People sure. want to share us some cool shit. And... Yeah, as someone who's not really been a fan of uh, social media lately, it's been kind of fun hanging out on a few different Discord servers, so it'd be cool to have one of our own. Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's a really interesting program that I don't have a lot of experience with, but already us utilizing it. Like, I haven't delved into other Discord servers, really. I've seen others, but I, I'm excited to start our own for this and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, is awesome. that a wrap? I think so, yeah. Sounds good. We'll talk to you next week there, buddy. All right.